Dr. Simcha is here with us. In the house, in, in the, the house. house. And I know kids. This is a number you want to call. Truth is, I do know kids. You know why? Because I love kids. I, I, kids are like, are, are just, oh, kids, kids, unfortunately, a lot of them grow up to be adults, but kids are so, so wonderful. But I wanted to tell everybody that uh, had some scheduling changes, but Wednesday night is my Olam Hab. It's my Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh. It's so pleasurable for me to be sitting here with Nisim, and I wanted to say that uh, I, I, whenever I'm in my car, every single station on the FM is set to 95.1. That's because the truth is that there's always something to listen to, always something to hear, and no matter what time of day I put it on, I'm always learning from J. Root. Anyways. 718 Five zero six nine zero nine nine seven one eight five zero six nine zero nine nine or seven one two four three two four two one seven seven one two four three two four two one seven. Oh, Jerut Radio up, Jerut Radio dot com. You know, you wouldn't believe in Tehran. Really? Yeah, some people that are not not Jewish, not Jewish, but our contents, our our, I, I think so to be, and it's it's amazing, and they it's love unreal. it. It's unreal. You know, we have the the program. If I can, you can. You heard it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, so so it's all it's all. I'm a chaya. How they say that that people calling and trying to get some stuff. And I believe that everything, that if That's I can, you can, it's no question. And it doesn't matter only in construction, but everything, everything. Everything, everything. Everything in life, everything. It's like what we want to do and what is our mission in life. We learned that from Bad Paro. out for the Teva, even though she wasn't anywhere near it. And why would she reach for Teva Moshe? So Havet Chaim says... Because she wanted it, Hashem extended her hand. We don't know what help Hashem will give us if we just try. And there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. We are now in Lagba Omer. And my rabbi said something very fascinating that I did not know. He said it always bothered him, the, the, the Pizmon Bar Yochai. He says, why not Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai? Who's Bar Yochai? It's like almost disrespectful. To 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 his father, they sing a song. Bar Yochai he says, "What what what is what 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 is the tribute over there?" It's Rabbi Shimon. So they the Midrash says that Rabbi Shimon's father and his mother did not have children, and for many many years, and he made a decision that Al he would have to maybe go ask a she'elah about maybe separating and taking another wife to have children because he didn't have children. And his wife said, no, we have to cry more. 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 And he didn't give up. And he had a dream. He had a dream that that there were plants and one person put a bucket of water on one plant and the plant grew. And the other one, a bucket of water on one plant, the plant grew. And then someone came, look at eyedropper, and dropped a few drops of water on one, and it grew bigger than everybody. So Rabbi said, those drops were your tears. And your tears, your tears are go- uh, bring up the, the greatest because it's not the amount, 
it's the it's the quality, not the quantity. So it was because of Bar Yochai, it was because of the perseverance of trying and trying and trying, not giving up, that we had we had Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai illuminated the whole world with the Zohar. He illuminated generations and still illuminates till today. So you know something? We can't give up. Any kid out there, especially teenagers, you know, it's such a terribly difficult time. It, it, you know, there's so many, so many tests and so many, so many difficulties. But you can't give up because if you're on the team of Torah, if you're going in the way of Torah, you will, you will succeed. You will succeed. And you know something? Last time I was here, which was two weeks ago, we had some like teenagers really calling in with some good, good questions. And I think that it's really substantial to be able to answer these questions and encourage any teenager, any kid, anybody that wants to call in 718-683-5858. And, uh, and, and, and we'll talk about what's going on because the truth is there, there's, there's, so much, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. You know, it's amazing uh, because you said about the story in the Midrash about uh, the parents of Abi uh, Shimon, Bar Yochai, and also, you know, the story about uh, Baal Shem Tov, also many, many, many years, the story that um, his mom was 90 years old when wow. he gave birth. It's, you know, this, the desire, we say the Kadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for the Philashal Tzadikim. Right. And we don't know. How many times, you know, I'm talking to myself, how many times, I don't know what my prayer can do. And I know, I know that it's, you, you, we can change, you can change the things. And that's one of the reasons, you know, that J-Root Radio, with other radio stations, without other organizations all over the world, are basically uh, doing the international, uh, worldwide, Shema uh, Israel, it will be taking uh, an, uh, May 17, Kafchet Yom Sunday, it will be Sunday, to be, uh, a week and a half from now, right? About yeah, 11 days, that all Jews, religious and secular, every, everyone, doesn't matter color, you know, blue eye, red eye, you know, whatever, you know, and Sunday night, 9 30 p.m. Israel time. It will be 2 30 p.m. Eastern time. So they got to write it that way. Yeah, we have to go. Yeah, we have to go. Whenever they do a sign like this, I end up doing 9 30 American time, and I'm the only thing that I'm doing it. So 2 30 Eastern time. And please, you can write it in your shul. You can approach us in the shul. You approach. I'm talking about shuls. I'm talking about schools. You don't have relative family members that you know are religious, not religious, just let wake up and call to Avinu Sheba Shamayim that we are accepting upon ourselves all Machut Shamayim and unbelievable we, will this, we want to do millions of millions of Jews want to be part of this really and That's it's really un- it's amazing unbelievable it's an unbelievable project to have every Jew every Jew to, to collectively and Shema Yisrael is something that everybody knows to have everybody collectively collectively do it it's so inspirational so inspirational. You can't imagine. Hi, you're on the air. 
friends. Hi, hi, and, I, and I, we're both listeners. I, I, I just, is I have nothing to talk about, and I hate being always the one that's talking, and it gets very awkward. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to talk, talk or just say, just like, leave her alone for a few days? Okay, I missed the part, first part of what you said, so I didn't get the introduction. So could you repeat that? I have a friend, and we're both, we're both listeners. We're not really more talkative. Okay. So, like, I, and I'm always the one that's talking away, and I don't really like talking because the person's not answering because she doesn't really have anything to talk about. But really, I know she talks a lot, but, like, she, like, there's nothing to talk about, and it gets very awkward. What am I supposed to do? Should I just leave her alone for a few days and just, like... I think so. I think you should leave it alone because the truth is, if someone doesn't like to talk, the more you push them, the less they're going to be able to. Because not liking to talk is about anxiety. It's about nervousness. And if you make someone think that their words are so important, then they're going to not want to talk because they're going to be more nervous. Just let things go naturally and you'll see. Don't pay so, so much attention to it. She'll end up talking. Okay? Um, so I just leave it for a few days, and then she'll just, like, um... I think like, she'll start, however long it takes. I wouldn't say a few, however long it takes. You know what? So what do you, what do you suggest I should do? I should just, like, leave it days, come back, like, the next you, few days? Say you want, you, you would, I would say, you want to talk? And she says, no, okay, no problem, and just leave her be. It's not like that. She just... Her personality is a listener. She wants to talk, but she's like listening. I, I don't like talking, and I say, I'm the one that's talking. Wait, and I'm like, I think you're listening. I don't like the way I like, I like, like not talking the whole entire time. Uh, so, let me ask you something. Are you not to listen? No, because she's a listener. Are you, I'm asking you. I'm asking are you. Are you a listener? Are you a listener? Yeah. Uh, okay, so just tell her, I am listening to you. And sometimes it's good to listen to the quiet. That's true. And I'll tell you another thing. Sometimes I hear the most important things when I'm sitting in a room silently. Because not every message comes across with noise. If you don't talk and you don't listen and you observe, sometimes you could tell how a person's feeling just by looking at them. And but then it doesn't get awkward. No, it doesn't have to be awkward. If you're playing a game or doing something, I could sit and play Lego for two hours with, with someone in the room and it not be awkward. You don't have to have any conversation. Just but sit there. Thing, it's a healthy way to... Me, I have a few other friends also, which I, they always talk a lot. And I, it's just like, it feels very different between those two people. And I'd rather like join people that are talking the whole time and I'm enjoying myself. Uh, okay, listen, you know what? It sounds to me like you got a handle on it. And what you need to know is you shift gears for whatever situation you're in and you don't feel uncomfortable about what someone else is doing and you go with the flow and have a good time. That's bottom line, okay? Sounds like you know how to do that. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you very much. You got it. You so, know what? Yeah. My parents, my father, may rest in peace, my mother, they could sit in the room for two and a half hours and not talk to each other. And there was no tension. Because they loved each other. They were like one. And they just had each other's company. That's right. And they just had their company. And they sat with each other. And they enjoyed each other's company. And I do that with my kids a lot of times. I tell my kids, you don't have to talk to me. It's okay. Just be here with me. 
Just consume oxygen in the room. That works for me. Because a lot of times communication is not words. You know, this, uh, I want to tell you, I saw, and by that Hashem, we will be uh, promote this. I saw a movie, two movies, that uh, Rabbi uh, Segal create in Israel. And this is really something that's amazing. It's about kids' education, about our behave, and I'm so touched, really, that I, I see that I told, I told him that we will promote it as much as possible and in schools. In you have to see this. You have to see it, doctor. I'm telling you, Simcha, it's unbelievable. It's we can talk thousands words, but one pictures, it's. It's something very, very unique. It done it with, you know, uh, with art, with a lot of thinking, a lot of the, and by that Hashem, we will be, we will be, it will be here in the radio station. Uh, we will hear from him because it's it's really amazing. And where I said is he from? This it's from is is Israel originally Brooklyn, but he is in Israel right now. He's thirty years in Israel, and he's uh, as as a special Machon Segal Institute Segal that is pro. Parenthood and uh, teaching your teachers. Wow. And I'm telling you, I think that I saw it. I saw it. It touched me. And I said, even with, with all the knowledge that we saw, have so much core, we're sitting here talking about it. It's, I'm, I was silenced wow. to see. And I, 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 you will see it. It's, it's amazing. It's really something amazing. And I, I think that it doesn't, it's not touching only the, the Jewish people. It's basically all religious. Not, it's touching all of us, all the humankind, <laughs> about raising our kids safely, honestly, amistic, with, with all the, 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 the um, point of the, the Torah. Um, unbelievable. It's, 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 very, it's very interesting. But yeah, 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 yes. I think that the hardest part of doing what you just said is that if it's if it's something that person does then their children will do and i could tell you that i learned honesty and kindness and sensitivity from watching my parents and a lot of times i'll have parents that will come into me and talk to me about their kids and one of the parent will be looking at the other one and I could read her mind to read his mind, and he's saying, like, uh, hello, that's like exactly what you do. Yeah. And, and the bottom line is, the bottom line is that we have a golden opportunity with our children to control ourselves and to not get angry and to not show anger and to show compassion in front of our children. We are, we are gaining a Gold mine, without a doubt, because our kids see it and they feel it and they learn it. There's no question about. It. So if a person feels that they're losing, they're not. They're gaining, only gaining, only gaining. If we, it, it, you know, children that see parents fight and they see one have to win, then the parent who wins doesn't win. 
because your child just lost the other parent. You know, things that uh, really uh, strike me because this uh, this uh, Rabbi Segal is shows show us here some research about how 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 we are listeners, and unfortunately that you know they they went about uh, countries to countries all over the world and create some kind of test. So the the basic number one of destruction, it was Israel. After eight words, after eight words of the other party talking, <laughs> somebody di- distur- disturbed him. <laughs> the Russian, it was the, la- the, the, the top priority, it was 28 words. So you understand? That Because even Russians, nobody uh, listens but, but, to. No, no, but even 28, even 28 words is a little bit, you know, but that we are, th- that it's give us, it give me the, the, the idea that, you know, basically our, our, our decision already made And, you know, let the other side, and we start. See, I have an advantage because I'm a therapist. Yeah. So I learned to listen till the end and then wait and then give an answer. Because whenever I've given an answer impulsively, it's been wrong. Yes. You know, that's, I tell you one thing. And because this is what I learned from this radio station, from the radio station. Because, you know, I don't. The thing that I had some causes of journalism, it doesn't make you a radio personality, especially that you are a contractor. <laughs> And very, very impulsive uh, person. But I tell you that I, every time that I was in the air, my wife was just text me or come to me. You see, you didn't let the other person to finish. You must listen to him. You know this? And uh, th- that's so true. And I just start, pen- put it in your head. Open your ears, shut your mouth. Open your ears, shut your mouth. Open your heart, shut your mouth. That's I, also, I think that, that's so true. I also know with kids and with people, they're calling to talk. They called up, they want to talk. They didn't call to listen. If they want to listen, they just shut off the phone and they pick it up. So they're calling to talk, let them talk. And then we can give them answers, hopefully. But I love to hear what people have to say because people say very interesting things. Some I agree with, some I don't agree with, but it's always interesting to hear what people have on their mind. Um, I, I think that, uh, I, <laughs> I think that, uh, that when we have the, 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 the opportunity to voice an opinion, an opportunity to say what's on our mind, it's, it's so powerful. It's so, so important. I just wanted to say that the Lagba Omer and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is such a beautiful holiday. But we also have to worry about the Chukota Goyim on this holiday too. There's drinking and there's going crazy on this holiday too. And we can't do that. It's Lotasuka Chukota Goyim. The Jews don't do this. We don't. We don't. And anybody that gets really into the Chagigah of the, of the, of the Hilula, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, realizes they don't need drinks. They don't need anything else. The Etzem actual experience is the high. That is the high. You know, uh, Simcha, I'll put you here the, the, the video of... Uh The Simcha, the, the, what happened in Armiron, I'll try to see if I can get it. And it's really that something 
not from this world. Really, you see hundreds really? hundred of thousands of people. Look, look, Simcha, look Let's here. Wow. And uh, I'll put it in, uh, in the radio as well. Look, look, Simcha, it's, you can, wow. Well, uh, it's not, it's, it's something so touching. Look how many armies. Hundreds of thousand people with dancing, jumping all over. And with, where, where do you get that? YouTube? Uh, this is uh, in uh, one of the Israeli news. Uh, it's unbelievable. Huh? It's really something that you cannot describe in words. You cannot describe in this. No, you can't. Oi, my dream to go. It's my dream to go. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Dr. Hi. Cohen. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, I want to know what you should do. And you have a friend who is very self-centered. A friend who's very self-centered. Oi, never. First of all, I dive in for him. Because a person who's very self-centered is going to have a lot of trouble living his life with Hashem and with people because self-centered eliminates a lot of a lot of important things in life the other thing I would do is I would and I know this sounds crazy but I would find ways of telling them and showing them that they're legitimately important show them things that they do that are real about importance. Not like fantasy things like, oh, everything's about me. They feel that they need everything to be for them because they don't feel that they're good enough and they have to hop. You follow what I'm saying? I think so. But what is it like affecting your relationship right now? Well, how is it affecting your relationship? Because I feel like they're not getting back okay so here's my deal Sadiq if you're in a relationship that you're expecting something to come back then that's not a relationship then that's a deal that's a business deal a relationship is you give all you got and you hope the other person will also give all they got Simcha, uh, just sorry. I uh, cut him the, off. The, 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 the system is collapsed. So please call again. Okay, call again. But I'm going to, you know, I'd like to keep on talking about this. This is a very important thing. Very important thing. That when you have, if you know what, you do something for somebody, you do it with a lev shalem, a full heart. And don't expect something back because then it's not, doing something for them, then you're really doing something for yourself. So you are Mashlam's friendship. I wouldn't expect back. I wouldn't expect it. And if it does come back, Matova Manaim. You know we know where I learned that from? I learned that from Leah went Rachel went to ask Leah for Dudaim. Okay, these madrigals that were that were grown. Okay? And Le'ah said, Chutzpah, you took my husband? And you want, you want also that, that, that you should, that, 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 
that, that, that you should also take 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 my that my flowers. So why didn't Rachel answer? I didn't take your husband. I gave you my husband. It was Rachel. If not for Rachel, I would have been humiliated. So how could she sit and listen to Leah say, "Oh, you took my husband, you chutzpinyak." The answer is Rachel gave the simanim over to Leah with a full, full heart and a full netina, and that was that. She didn't want anything in return. And that's the beauty, and that's the enormity of giving. If you're still listening, I hope you heard that. So if you have a self-centered friend, try and build them up about things that they're really good at so they won't have to be so self-centered. They won't be so insecure that they have to build themselves up around fluff. Okay, what do you say, Nisim? Yeah, I know know self. The question like this, many times uh, we want to be acceptable and uh, people... uh, People want, you know, to show to show themselves a little bit, you know. So it's, you know, give some chizuk, you know. I think good, give a good word right. to a person, and I think this is very, very important. I want to say something about. I know that I, I saw it many times, unfortunately, with relationship in a business, relationship in kids. Many times, we feel intimidate, intimidate. And also sometimes jealous about other person is successful, is more popular, is more something, you know, she is more. And because of this stuff, we're doing silly stuff. We're doing, we're doing like, like we're, we're starting make rumors, is not good, is cheating, you know, yeah. is. And first of all, from the Torah, is the wrong the wrong things to do. Meaning that uh, you know the motzila shonra, right. the, the talking rechilut, and when it's coming to the higher classes, I would say teenagers and above it. When it comes to the, the our craziness of shiduchim, this is like this something this, and you start making rumors about a boy or girl, and. This is this something that you know you can destroy life. I have to say something. Please forgive me for interrupting. Yes, but I'm not going to interrupt. I'm just adding. And my, I, I believe that if a person just has a big mouth and plopples and talks, that's a horrible thing. If a person thinks that they're going to say lashon hara and rechilut, and through that they're going to get gain for themselves about something. That means that person doesn't believe in Hashem. I'm so sorry. Because if a person thinks, I heard someone say, I'm going to say something bad about this girl, because this, that, because that, that, this way my, my son will get a better shidduch. That, 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 they won't, that, that it, won't, it won't end up that my son has this shidduch and he's going to end up with the better shidduch. Okay. I wanted to, yes, this is, this is something... If they're going to say, they think they're going to talk negative about someone else, Hashem's going to send them a prize? Hashem's going to send them a booby prize. Trust me. You know, I, this first of all. And second, second, we, if, I, if we are believers that know that Shiduchim and everything in life is from the Kadosh Baruch Hu, everything. everything from the Kadosh Baruch Hu, you're looking for the outlet? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Oh, so I just... Uh, 
I have one. You have, you have, and, and anyway, uh, so what I'm saying that uh, that if we are believer, that uh, we are uh, everything from Kadosh Baruch Hu, So why we have to be worried? If you believe, I, I had a story. I had a story that is so touching, so unbelievable to- story about a girl that every time she went to um, to a date. After the, the first date was very nice, very excellent, you know. Second date become disaster. And no third date. Many, many dates, many months. She was a really lovely girl, everything. One day, she's sitting on, uh, on, on a date and she starts talking the first. The second date starts. And the guy just said a word over there. I said, I don't understand. He said like this, I don't understand. Why? Why your friend say so? And she she said, what do what you say? Repeat it. And the boy told her that basically in her resume, she gave the number, the, the number of a, a roommate. And the roommate said she's, uh, I don't know, sloppy and all this kind of stuff. You know, she went to the roommate, the best, the best buddy, buddy, friend, girlfriend, you know. Right. And she told her, she asked her, did you say it? And she said, at least she admitted. She said, in the beginning, she just, you know, hey, no, yes, no, but, and she admitted. And she asked, why you did it? Why you did it? You know what the answer was? She was afraid she would be married before her. Oh, yeah. And this is something that, You know, I, I, I don't know what kind of murdering is this. It's not. It's not. And, I, and I said also to many, many Shatchanim, many, many uh, community leaders, teachers that involved with this, you cannot change a world up. You can die, try to destroy, but I believe if the Shidduch is right from Shemaim, even if the girl and the boy will sit in Ford Knox, Kadosh Baruch Hu will send it. You can smear as much as you can. You know But what? in the end, in the end, it will become back to you and big time. That's If it will be a new children, a new self, and everything. You know what? I have a cousin. You have a call? No, no. I have a cousin in Tiveria. He's Hamanashev Aknin. He's Abedin in Tiveria. And the Rav Hashi in Tiveria is Rav David Peretz. Chamanash's father was the Rav Harashi. And when he passed away, so you had Hasidim for both of them. They wanted Chamanash to be Rav Harashi. But, so, you know, a lot of times great people don't have Machloket, but Hasidim create in the newspapers and on the news. So it became a political thing between the two of them. And they were forced, Yanni, into a position yeah, where the, the public was looking at them as adversaries. Uh-huh. He had a daughter, Hamanashe, who wasn't getting married. Hamdavid Peretz had a son who wasn't getting married. So someone raised the idea, as crazy as it is, you know what, make the shidduch. So to the merit of these two great men, 
They said, okay. And they dated and they got married. But they didn't have kids. So Baba Sali said, at the time, he said they have to make a hilula and they have to open a bottle of arak, have to make a public l'chaim in front of everybody, the kola aida, everybody see them hugging and kissing, to eradicate any tembel yeah. out there that still remembers. <laughs> and they you know, did. I, I didn't have any tembel. That's good. Because <laughs> there's always going to be some, yeah, some tembel who's going to say something. You have to eradicate that you sing and you dance and you, and you drink and you make l'chaim and l'chaim. And you know what? After that, Hilulat, they had many kids. Well, <laughs> Shalom is something, you know what? In Lashon Ara, in Rechilulat, my father taught me a very good trick, and I want to teach this to the whole world. Sometimes a person comes over to you to say Lashon Ara, and you don't want to be rude, but you're sitting there, and, and the guy's being Lashon Ara to you. I was talking in my shul, they asked me to give Halachar Lashon Ara. So, what do you do when someone talks Lashon Ara? So I say, I have a question. Someone comes over and vomits all over you. Are you going to be polite and say, oh, it's okay, and feel like not comfortable to tell them that they should stop vomiting on you? This person is vomiting their garbage out of their mouth, disgusting stuff that's, that's giving them a Gehenom and you Gehenom, and you're going to sit there and worry about telling them? The answer is yes, because we, we don't see it that way. So I have a trick that I do, and I want the whole world to learn this trick. My father used to say, unbelievable. Now the guy that's saying it thinks that my father's saying like, wow. But my father was saying it, unbelievable. Kipshuto kimashba'o. Unbelievable. I am not mekabel this lashon hara. This is unbelievable. And by saying that, in a very polite, accepted way, he said, not macabre. Because if you say, not macabre, not macabre. So if he say, what are you doing, the turkey dance? He say, not, not macabre. So then get offended. What are you saying, I'm a liar? But when you tell someone, unbelievable, they say, oh, yeah, okay. And it works every time. Well, that's a, this is a good idea. It's a good idea. But what what is a good idea to not to talk Lashonara? You know, sometimes you know people starting pushing you, talking about you know. And it's you know it's it's something that becomes her girl. It's, it's 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 like a muscle. You have to practice it all the time, all the time, and put it in. It's 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 like anything. I used to be a heavy smoker, and I used to love smoking. Today, I come in the vicinity of cigarette smoke, I get nauseous. I look at young people smoking, I get sad. Why? Because I'm looking at it from the outside in, and I see how terrible it is. Once a person stops being a bala shonara, and they really reap the benefits of pure speech, of not hurting anybody, not saying anything negative, I take it to the next level, not say anything negative, to try and say things in a positive way, always. Then they look at and they say, how did I do that? How was I once a person that did that? And it looks like, and, and, and it stands like a sore thumb. You know, Baruch Hashem, we have 
many, many kosher homes where people don't talk about people. And then a guest comes, and all of a sudden he starts talking about somebody. It's like the guy takes off his clothes at the table. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the best is when you have a little and this happened to me once. Someone said something, and I saw a little kid say, we're talking about little, we're talking about seven years old. We don't talk about other people on our Shabbos table. Well, That's chinuch. And that's actually something I wanted to mention. I believe the parenting is by direction, not by correction. I actually have a whole program that I wrote. And I'm doing something. Lisa, I didn't ask you about this, but I hope it's okay. I am deciding that I'm going to begin to lecture again. I haven't lectured in a long time. I'm not sure. I fell out of the circuit. I wasn't interested for a while. But I've got the bug back. I'm going to begin. I'm available for lectures, and I'm available for public speaking and the topic that I've chosen to grandstand is parenting by direction, not correction. Meaning, when we do things and we include our children in the things that we do and we allow them to participate in the things that we do and they get used to that, then we don't have to correct them so much. And it's very simple. If someone's doing something wrong, instead of saying you're wrong, you say, you know what? Let me show you how to do that better. And the reaction is amazing. Imagine if someone says, let me show you how to do that better instead of, what are you doing? You're wrong. Or, or if a kid does the homework poorly, you say, you know what? Let me show you the better way to do that. I'm going to show you. Yes, more effort, more difficulty. You have to talk to your kids, actually. But it goes through every single aspect of your life. I'll give you an example. When kids get bullied, or kids get knocked around, and you tell kids about your life, incidents that that happen, and you show them in certain situations where... A person, and you're always going to encounter some adults that are irrational. You show them how to walk away. You show them how to deal with it by direction. Giving directions, not correction. You know what? We buy things. We open up the directions, and we all follow the directions. Why? Because they're directions. So now imagine a guy buys a toy, opens it up, says, I'm not following the directions. Why? Because what does he think of? Stupid? Why does he give me directions? Because I'm stupid? Because he thinks I don't know how to do it? I know how to do it. Tell the directions to shut up. Say, that, that doesn't <laughs> Directions are directions. They're written down. Nobody's saying anything to anybody. So does it mean that, 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 that you should feel stupid? No, directions are to tell you what to do. Parenting needs to be formulated around direction. Telling what to do. Not with judgment, not with commentaries, not with speeches, not with all sorts of all sorts of all sorts of all sorts of drama, if you will.
Parenting with direction, not correction. Because if you direct the person to do the right thing, that will correct the wrong thing. That is my idea. And I would like to begin lecturing on that. And I will tell you that 10% of all proceeds that are contributed for these lectures will go directly to J-Root Radio. Probably 20. I want to tell you, okay. I want to tell you, from, but first of all, this, the things that about direction. We got a phone call just, uh, I want to thank Sashi that uh, they didn't want to be on air. But, uh, you know, for example, small stuff, uh, she said that always before Shabbat, calling the Babi and Zaidi, and uh, a daughter went to uh, Shabbat for a friend, and she she asked if she did it, and she, she reminded daughter to call, but she said that the daughter already said, I did it already. So this is something that, uh, very nice direction. I would say that, let me tell you a story, another story about kind of things that uh, I see it. And uh, for all of us, it's very difficult. Uh, I know we're coming home from the job, very tough, uh, busy schedule, all, you know, all it, and you're coming and instead to get to say good words, and the story is like this. A young boy basically left uh, everything. He just went out and somehow reasoning, pressure, all this stuff. His, his uncle convinced him to leave, the, uh, to, to start learning again. Starting uh, learning again. You know, that, uh, he started convincing to learn a masechet and start learning, learning. They finished the masechet. Then they come to the, to the genius father, and he was like so proud. Abba, I finished the masechet. Yeah, I want to hear this. Okay, what the father told him? That's all? No, I said, we stosfot in Rashi. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm telling oh, you, yeah. this blow is mine. You know, instead of said, wow, gorgeous, beautiful. Let's now, now we can talk, we can learn together and other stuff. And unfortunately, we're falling on this. We're falling this, yeah. and we need to repeat to ourselves all the time. And it's you know, we had a few weeks ago a show with uh, with uh, Mordechai Weinberger, and a teacher called. She was very nice the teacher. She was really something that uh, I would say. But the concept of tagging a student as without Yirat Shamaim, I was, I was stunned. I tell you, she, she, uh, it, it triggered me because I don't understand. I don't understand how we can say Yirat Shamaim to other people. Do you the know? Only thing, the only thing that, uh, unless we have a special gadget. I heard, I, heard, I heard when you told me this like three weeks ago. Yeah. That Shabbat, I went to Shul and we learned Tazriya Matzorah. Okay, yes? Yes. And I realized that the Torah only uses the word Hametzorah in one circumstance. You have different levels of Tzara'at. And it talks about Tzara'at. Hametzorah is the end, 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 end of the whole process where all the rehabilitation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was giving to this person he didn't get and he stuck down with the Tarad blop on his face, on his head, 
everybody see that point to that extreme where it's the, there's no questions about it. The Torah gives a toar, gives a gives a a title to a person. When teachers label kids, they have no clue what they're doing. They have no clue what they are doing. You are creating an image for your child which will last for the rest of their lives. There's a teacher in elementary school that told me every day that I stink at math. And you know what? She's right. I'm 51 years old and I stink at math. Not because I can't do it, but because I still have her voice in my ears telling me that. And you know what? I told this story already in, in the air, and I would, it's, it's worth to repeat it. The story of a young man, a boy, that uh, you know did something in the yeshiva, and the Rosh Yeshiva just come and pushed him out, and the parents didn't know what it is, in, in Bnei Brak. Pushed him away. The parents, they, you know, that parents go to the Rosh Yeshiva, please, Rosh Yeshiva, please, you know, what do we do? No, is a rotten apple. He went to other yeshivot, the same story. Nobody wants to accept him. This boy found himself in the street. Yeah. Street of Tel Aviv, with all the temptation, he found himself working in a bar. No, I know that the kids, but in a place that's not so decent. One day, he listened, he, he see a girl that not not so belong to the, she is not belong to the, the area, you know, doesn't seem like right person. So, he started talking with her and he found that she is a girl that basically left the seminar and she doesn't want to go back. And and he start talk, he start talking with her, and he asked his boss to release him a little bit early, and he took her out and started convince her to go back to the to the seminar and talking and you know back and forth back and forth he successfully convinced to go back, but they kept. Uh, They kept an entire, you know, connection. He found a good ear for, for, for listening, and she found a good ear to listen. And that's why, you know, kept And then after a while, she went to her father and told my Abba. I told him, it, she, she told him all the story, what happened to her, and how this boy helped her to overcome a crisis, teenage crisis. So she asked him, I want to marry this boy. The father said, you know what? I don't have my choice. I know that it seems like a very, uh, a very nice, decent person. Let's meet with him. I want to meet with him. What is name? And she told him the name. He fainted. He fainted. Who was the father? The father was the Rosh Shiva that basically kicked him and didn't recommend it. Didn't recommended him to other yeshivot. And this is not the finish. The story, the punchline of the story is when the father come to ask Mechila from this boy, from his son-in-law, new son-in-law. You know what the answer was? This for me the most, most stronger point. 
This young boy. They, the boy without Yerat Shamaim. The boy that everybody told him about this is a, a rotten apple. He told me, you don't have me, you don't have me nothing. You know why? Because the Kodosh Baruch Hu sent me to save your daughter. If I wasn't there, nobody would save your daughter. You know, I, I, when I heard this story, uh, and it's recently happened in, in Bnei Brak, I was stunned. I really was stunned. That is like something that, you know, have to teach us so many things in our life. But there's something very important that I wanted to say. Last time you told the story and I want to tell. This is a practical treatment that every parent who is in a situation where they have a child who's being victimized like this. And I say victimized because that's what they are. They're being victimized. A child is never allowed. If a, if, 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 a, if a teacher is giving criticism in the Torah way, Musar, with compassion and with love and with warmth, then a person, of course, is Mechabel, the here. When a child or any person, me, you, hear somebody calling you a name or, 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 or hurting you in that way, you must say to yourself out loud so that your ears hear it. That is not true. Because the koach of your words have to counteract the koach of their words. And if you don't, if you let their words fall silent, then their words remain in your head. You have to eradicate their words by saying, I'm not saying scream at the guy, but saying loud enough for you to hear in your own ears, that is not true. I am not that way. person calls me a, a, a bad boy, then I have to say to myself in my ears, I am not a bad boy. Okay, I make mistakes, but I'm not a bad boy. Are you a rotten apple? I am not a rotten apple. I am a good apple. <laughs> I'm not. And if, but it's important because this is a cognitive behavioral technique that is essential. Because if you don't negate what they say to yourself, then it becomes part of your psyche and it resonates. It stays in your head. It's stamp on your brain. You know, and that's always the same. St I have you know, some stories, you know, that's always when we're talking about it, it's repeating and repeating. I but come guess, back. If I call it the five second yeah. rule. When we were little, you drop a piece of candy on the floor. If it's on the floor for more than five seconds, you can't eat it. If you hop it up right away, then you can eat it. So I say this is a five-second rule. If you hop it up right away and you get it out, you spit it out of your system right away, then it's not there. Rebbe tells you you're a let's. You say not loud enough for the Rebbe to hear, but you say loud enough for yourself to hear, I'm not a let's. I'm not a let's. Okay, I'm immature maybe. Yeah. You know, this, this really the story about Rabbi uh, Elazar, the son of uh, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi, right. You know, that's right, this, right. the famous, famous story that I, I, I love to repeat it so many times with the ugly person. Uh -huh. he, he was riding on his donkey and he saw an ugly person in his... Uh, and uh, I, I understood it. And he told, wow, what an ugly person you are. The person looked at him and he said, yes, you know what? 
go to my creator and ask him why I'm ugly. And this is exactly what I'm saying. You know, the, right. it's, the, the, the story is like this. is running. Uh, and then Rabbi Elazar, Elazar is just happy that he did a big mistake. You know, basically install a creature, a creature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, basically murder him and inside his neshama. That he start running, asking forgiveness and all this stuff. And he come to the city and everybody was admire Rabbi Elazar because everybody knew about him. And the person didn't want to forgive him. He said, no, you have to ask forgive from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not for me, because you insult him. And then in the end, basically after convincing of the people, he cried, he banged him, he forgiven. And Chachamim said, this person was basically Eliyahu Navi. That's wow. to so Abelazah, that what kind of, you know, uh, arrogant, to take it out, to take it out, to put it, what, what we, we are think ourselves, what, what we are, we are, what we are. As the Gerat Ramban said, you know, look at the people that they more chashuvim. If he, if he, if he is is a shogeg, and you are mezid. If you, if you think that he is chacham, is 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 stupid, you think that you are stupid. Less, you know, just try to think about the positive side of other people and see what you can. And especially, especially, what I'm begging to all of us, to the parents, to the teachers, you know. I give a good word, a good, good word, good stuff to the kids. Don't ins- don't call them names, putzes, like because you know all this stuff. Just love, love them. them. Love you know, keep them a gag. You don't know what who is a really rachamaim. You don't know who is a rachamaim. But you have to know that you know what the worst feeling is when you come in and you don't think somebody's happy to see you, and and. You have to, as adults, it's our obligation. It's our obligation to give our children love, to make them feel wanted, to make them feel special, and to give them that security that you love them. And tell your children every day, at least three, four times a day, how much you love them. You know why? Because when you have to punish them, when you have to be hard on them, and when you have to take things away from them, God forbid, they have to have a solid foundation, brick after brick after brick after brick after brick, where they know my father and my mother love me. And if they know that solid, then a criticism later when it's necessary doesn't have its effect because they say, I know my father loves me. That's the immune system. And we learn it again I'm from Yosef. Yeah. You know, when Yosef was standing and the biggest temptation in his life, it's the 17 years old boys with all the hormones, with gorgeous lady in front of him. Yeah. What he saw? He saw his father's face. And why he saw the father's face? Because one sentence in the Torah, Ve'yaakov av et Yosef. That's right. And Yaakov loved Yosef. That's why he couldn't betray his father. That's right. Hello. And you know, you know something? For teachers, when I used to have parent-teacher conference, Nisim, I used to make teachers put a picture of their own kids in their top desk drawer. And I used to say, look at your own kids and then talk to parents about their That's, kids. Yeah, this is one. This is because you cannot tell parents terrible things about their kids. You have to realize these are their parents. 
I come into PTA sometimes and I say, okay, let me tell you something about my kid. <laughs> they say, what? I say, I know my kid. I just want to know if you know him too. But the, the truth is, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. I mean, what guy? Well, I have to. I, I I raised them. I speak to them all the time. I know everything about them. You're going to tell me about them. Are you going to tell me what behaviors they do? Don't tell me. Well, uh, Schmerl is uh, this kind of boy. I know what kind of boy Schmerl is. I take him to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I know that he says thank you every single time I take him to the bathroom. In the middle of his sleep, he's bumping into walls. He's almost going to the bathroom in the hallway. And he says, thank you, Daddy. I love you. Yes, this is, this is basically putting. I, I try to do it all the time in my house. I want to tell you that, uh, first of all, the time is uh, almost done. Aye. And we have like one, two, three comments here. It's somebody called us. It's a so to say unbelievable. Ask a rabbi. I don't know why. It's uh, I really don't know. It's a story to say unbelievable. I don't know why. Uh, this okay. Let's say Shma now, not wait. Yeah, I, you know what? You're right about uh, say Shma now, but we want to be all together, all together as much as 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 maximum Jewish people together, just. Likroa share shamaim. You know, I would say how do you, right. the, how do you say in English uh, to open the gate of heaven to the, the Kadosh Baruch who listen to all of us to Arba Minim, the fourth kind of us. You know, they talk, they love, they sulat dasim, and Rava. Every everyone, we all part of Am Israel. We all together, and we accepting upon ourselves. That's right. All malchut shamaim, and the other text is as a quieter. Maybe you can. Advice how to coach other to stop. To stop? What to stop? I don't know. To stop talking? I don't know. Uh, or uh, from Lashonara? I, I really don't know. We we got it um, like 20 minutes ago, but we missed it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So you know what? Uh, first of all, now, is, is it like I, think that, I think that I'll be honest with you. Yeah. The best way to, to, I find is by setting an example. Yeah. I was in a bungalow colony. I was walking towards a group of people. And it's embarrassing to say, but I was pretty happy. I overheard someone say, oh, here he comes. Forget it. This is the Lush and Horror guy. Nobody, All right, now the stories get boring. <laughs> I was very happy. I was, like, very thrilled. to say, thank you for such a compliment. <laughs> You know, sometimes I said I wish a lot of people talking against me. You know why? Because basically all the schuyot of them coming to me. That's so right. the credit is coming to me. So I said, you know what? That's what I teach my kids also. But the thing is, uh, people are speaking Lashonara. I don't know if I want this. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. No, but you know, I, I, no, let's, 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 let's be fair because many times I, I talk to, again, me. I did I I I I did my lotion. I'm still sometimes no fell busy. We we all we all Everybody, falling on this. Yeah. We all falling on this. It's not be meyesh. Don't be meyesh. It's try to do the best it's and very working hard. on this. And you know what, Simcha? Today yeah. today we start listening to a, 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 I would say a real a real uh, music. music. Yeah, a real music. You know, I know that uh, now it's that a cappella stuff is getting me nauseous. Uh, look, you know what? 
You got to put on some Mizrahi in the morning. We, we had some Mizrahi. We had yeah, some but not in the morning. I wake my kids up to the alarm clock. They want to throw it out the window. Okay, let's put like something. Uh, it's like a cappella. Let's put some music. And uh, first of all, I don't know, it's a Chag Sameach, you know, I don't know. Chag Sameach, listen. I know, it's a, first of all, light a candle. You know, in Israel, what are we used to do, like, like, Bomber, Israel, you know, Israel? We used to collect from, I think, from Hanukkah, we used to collect all trees and everything, put it aside, you know, we used to, to make a, a competition, which fire will be higher and longer and what taking, you know, so, right. and we used to take a, a figure and put it on the top of the fires as, as uh, uh, Hitler, you know, <laughs> yeah, burning it out, burning it out, and... Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. You know, it's like everything is sterile. You know, I don't know upstate where where you lived. You used to do it for a moment. Not, not really, because there weren't that many religious people. In the mountains, they do it. Yes, yeah, so but it's a beautiful. You know, to go and like you seen in Armagon. But you know, it's something in Israel. It's very, very. Uh, I don't know now today. I don't know if you have a places in Tel Aviv or places to, that you can do bonfire. How do you call it? Bonfire. 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 Bomb. Yeah. Like a bump. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, so, and this is we 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 don't know uh, what what uh, what is going on here, but uh, you know we're going now after this show. We'll go to uh, to see some. Uh, they have a few. They have. I know. Uh, I'm a, I uh, Rabbi Rokeh, Rabbi Rabbi Avinu K, and Avinu K twenty seven. Twenty seven. That's Horadenke. Yeah. So. The, Rabbi Rokeach is a kila. Uh, no, I don't know. There's Rabbi Horowitz is the Boston Rebbe. Yeah, they have also fire. He has a suuda, and then they light the fire at 10 o'clock. Okay. Any, anyway, so what I would say that... Tomorrow first... night is Rabbi Tversky, the Hagachava Rebbe. He hugs everybody. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. He hugs everybody. He sees you, needs him, he's going to see you, he's going to give you a big hug. The Hagachava Rebbe, and, and, and that Rabbi Tversky is tomorrow night. Okay, so I want to say that, first of all, light in, the, in your house... A candle, and all the tzaddikim, and uh, you know that we will 